Nota Bene. I am Nate Freeman here with Benjamin Godsell. That's me. We're fucking chopping it up in here about books. It's like the Paris Review up in this piece of Union Square. Uh, Paris. I was at the Paris Review Spring Revel on uh, Tuesday night. How'd you like that transition, people? It was a it was a swell party. Cipriani, Forty Second Street. They had little bowls of Parmesan there at the bar. There were some art people. There were some literature people. It was great. Um, like chopped up little chunks of Parmesan. Yeah, you, you've been to Cipriani, Forty Second Street. You yeah, know what I'm about. a couple only for galas. Really, only for, yeah, of course, only for galas. You have to be a certain type of deranged person to go to a Cipriani, like just to like go have a dinner. I think. Yeah, that that's like extremely hard. Like like that's like a really really like insane decision to make i mean just in in, especially in new york city of all the restaurants that exist um i have gone as the guest of some shall we call them wealthy people Uh to like the one up on fifth avenue like stay by there sips on fifth and like everyone and i get and i think this is the thing and why these people go there everyone there remembers them knows them yeah you get this kind of level of service it's like a country club in a way it's like a country club but for like despots you know the <laughs> these, one on these people were not despots to be clear they might be republicans <laughs> but yeah uh the one on west broadway is like a portal into like some euro trashy like club in stad or something it's just like every time you walk by it's just like that crowd it's amazing yeah, but it's usually a little longer, younger. There's also like a certain like kind of like NFT collector vibe. Right? To it. Yeah, now there is. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I, I I ended up stumbling up the stairs to the club that was above it a couple times. I oh, sure, like. socialista, you can smoke in there. Shh. <laughs> Sorry, no, you can't. Um, it was always kind of weirdly empty up there. I never went there when it was like I never felt like it was a the spot to be at. Right. Anyway, where were we? You were at a gala. I was at a gala. It was fun. There were some art people there. Who was that? Brendan Dugan from Karma was there. He got a table. Lucas Zwerner was there with the Zwerner crowd. Some artists, some writers. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool thing. Yeah, very cool thing. Does anyone read that anymore, though? I, I, I love the Paris Review. Uh, the art is great. Peter Droid did the cover for this newest issue. Um, Matthew Higgs is a contributing editor, so he sort of helps with the art. Is there, like, art criticism in it? Higgs. Yeah, there's art artist portfolios. Henry is uh, in this issue. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. No, they, they do a good job, and the writing is pretty stellar. It's a good Larry magazine. Shout out Emily Stokes, editor, Paris Review. I'm, after this, if I remember, which I likely won't, I'm going to go online. I'll get myself a subscription. Um, what else is going on in New York City? In New York City, I don't know. I mean... In Donald Trump's New York. Donald Trump was indicted, and he managed to, to hustle it so that it was on the same day as the official halter top day, the first day of really nice weather in the city of New York. He, he wasn't really out and about, though. He was kind of just, like, inside the, you know that government building all day. So yeah, he, I just don't care. Out. I just can't even, I can't even yeah, pretend I don't even to care. Why are we talking about <laughs> yeah, this? It's it so dumb. Um, but it's something that happened in New York. Uh, it's spring. Uh, it's popping. I walked here from Astor Place from lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, I really wanted an ice cream. I, I, I thought I would just walk past the place that would sell ice creams, and that didn't happen. I've been a little depressed since that. I'm sorry I didn't get your ice cream, Benjamin. I was upstate this weekend. Uh, there was actually a lot going on upstate. Bard had their uh, you know, CCS uh, graduates with their little thesis program shows, which was fun. A lot of people were in attendance. A lot of babies. Oh, lot those, of babies. How can they afford babies with those student loans? They're no, so fucked. The students didn't have the babies. <laughs> okay. Come on. Um, but that was fun. Lady got to meet um, some friends of the pod's children. A lot of Volvos, or is it all Audi, uh, like, small SUVs these days for the for the baby having class upstate? A lot of Audis. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say, like, you know, nice-ish SUVs. Like, not, like, super fancy ones, but you know what I'm talking about. Audis. Yeah, Audis. Yeah. Maybe some Subarus. 
I love it. Love an Outback. Yeah. Uh, I miss the days that all of those people would have had a Volvo station wagon. The problem is they're very expensive. I know. You can't get one. It's a um, bummer. Yeah. You know, no, 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 not with a liberal arts degree. Fuck no. And frankly, if you have another kind of degree, why the fuck would you want a Volvo? Yeah, true that. Um, so we were talking before we got on here. Uh, obviously, lots of people were banging the lines about an article from uh, the leftist rag, The Guardian. About your former place of employment. Yeah, yeah. Is it going to exist in the future? Yeah, the I should pull up the article, but it was all about basically, um, you know, it kind of crouched it as the Russian-owned Phillips auction house uh, and its future being significant doubt. And they were they were basing this, predicating this on some publicly available auditing uh kind of audited financials uh over the past couple of years and they kind of tried to link it to it being uh russian owned in a way um but basically what they found out is that the the ownership of phillips have always been phillips best and biggest clients right um and the way that money moves between two uh unrelated but same ownership uh entities I think it's fairly complicated from an accounting standpoint. Right. So uh, far be it from me to stand for the perennial third uh, bronze uh, bronze um, medal winner in the auction sweepstakes uh, being Phillips. But like, this is the same as it ever was, man. Same as it ever was. Uh, they have always been the guarantor of first choice for all the specialist departments at Phillips. I think they've amassed a pretty incredible collection right. because of that, because they've eaten, so to speak, a lot of those guarantees. And then in some rare, but some cases, gone on to sell that property uh, at subsequent dates for a gain. Um, so, And, and the, the, the Leonids, uh, who are the main owners of the Mercury Group, are mad hardworking, super smart, um really like like hustlers like uh-huh. they, they didn't they aren't oligarchs in that they like stole state assets and then fucking monetized them like they started like um in the retail game and built it from there and i guess as they were the only issue is is if they continue to have enough liquidity to keep funding these guarantees right. given the financial controls in place my guess given how clever these guys are is that they stashed enough capital outside of the borders of their motherland. Mm-hmm. Um, time will tell. So you're saying that Phillips is going to stick around? I think so. Now, this whole, you know, if you read this article, you would finish this article and be like, oh my God, they are so fucked. Um, but they're not. I don't think so. Not, any, not any more than they were or were not five years ago is my sense. Uh, they obviously own a number of hard assets, including a building on Barclays Square in, uh-huh. in beautiful Mayfair, a London, beautiful that I'm Barclays sure Square. you could leverage and pull some liquid out of if you need to. I think it's fine. Um, and I think it was more people who don't really... N- don't really understand how that operates, getting their panties twisted. But a lot of a lot of people that don't know that much about the art world that are in the art world also read this article like, oh my God, Phillips is going away. So for me, it really uh, certainly just underlined those who know and those who don't know. Got it. Well, I guess we're all going to go to the You should sit now. down with those guys. Yeah, a day in the life yeah. of the Leonids, like that would be a fucking... I should. You know what? I've never gotten any FaceTime with the Leonids, ever. Because they're actually like, I mean charming might be a bridge too far but like no. like super bright engaging and like are are actually passionate about art uh right. and, and know what they like um very cool and uh yeah so that's the thing um another uh billionaire in the world uh friend of the pod uh mr arno was just uh renamed as the world's richest man shout out mr arno He's worth, I think, 211 bill. That's what the little TV in my elevator at the office here said. Yeah. Um, and then what else have you been? So other than the Paris Review, it's, it's gala season. It's, it's gala season. I, I know I missed a lot of galas. I can't even remember which ones 
I don't go anymore. Me. I just don't go. And I, I, I support the idea of a lot of those causes, um, but I just can't do it. You know, I would have gone. There was a kickoff. It wasn't really a gala. The gala is in, in a few weeks, I think. But there was a kickoff for the 50th anniversary of Artist Space, uh, cool. hosted by Friends of the Pod, Eleanor and Bobby Carey, in their beautiful Upper East Side townhome. Wonderful. How was uh, that? I couldn't attend because ah. that same night, uh, Trevor Paglin, who's a great artist that I'm really into, was giving a talk Shut to a, a class at NYU Law School that's uh, a class dedicated to national security law. So they pull in lots of outside people from what I understand to this class, like people from the intelligence communities, people from uh, Senate oversight committees, including Very the Senate's cool. congressman. How- and they pulled in Trevor, whose work has touched up against a lot of these things, totally. be it his work uh, on the film with uh, Julian Assange, mm-hmm. or just his work about national security installations and the technological apparatus of national security that exists both here in America and around the world. That's like a legit cool thing to do. It was dope. I felt very cool. I was like, sign me up. Rodney Dangerfield, the fuck out of me. I am back to school. <laughs> wow. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? I was ready. Like, just, you, just, know, you know, I'll fucking take the bar. I know that. Benjamin. Yeah, I mean, some real gunners in this class, too. It was great just to oh, see, great. you know, to see the different types of people the that are up right. in a class like that. Anyway, the oh, kids are all right. Love yeah. to hear it. Yeah, the kids are all right. Um, and kind of that's about it. I feel like there hasn't been that much other news. I uh, I haven't seen the Cecily Brown show great. as of yet. Fantastic. Uh, up at the mat. I will oh. go check that out. The, oh, coming up in a couple weeks, Lauren Halsey's show is opening on the roof. Uh, Trevor Schmizu's show at 47 Canal was quite good. I liked seeing that a lot. And uh, Ben, I'm very much looking forward to this coming Tuesday. We are both going to a dinner at the Whitney. What, what? For the new show. The first museum show for the great artist Josh Klein. What up, cover boy? Yeah. Artforum.com, check it out. Shout out to Colby Chamberlain, who wrote the cover story for Artforum on Josh. Really smart story. Colby was there from the beginning. He talks about that show at 179 Canal that he organized. It was the first show of the gallery that became i wish i had the attention span necessary to read something like that it's actually uh it's well maybe i'll maybe i'll rail some uh, some allergy medicine and try and check it out other than that i think we had some other things to get to but our guest is knocking on the door we are thrilled to be joined by uh annie armstrong who writes the column that you founded that wet I, paint that and, I used to write yeah so we're gonna have a great at. conversation with annie about wet paint yeah you and i haven't at. done because basically the fact of the matter is you and i haven't done shit all week she's been to 27 I'm events sure each has. night she's gonna tell us what all the cool kids are up to and what she's seeing out there i on would love to know streets look forward to that right after this welcome back to note to benny we're joined by atlanta's own annie armstrong Welcome, Annie. I can't believe it took you this long to get on the pod. I know. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is very our excited pleasure. to be here, especially to see Ben wearing the new edition wet paint hat. It looks great to on Benjamin. It. it does. I love the color, by the way. Pink's my color. Yeah, pink is a pink is a sleigh. A pink hat is awesome. I have a great uh, Schritz hat designed by Andrew Quo and Pascal Spengman, both friends of the pod. That is a similar color, and I wear it all the time. Right, yeah, the Pepto Bismol works. I'd I'd love to give you an, a hat, Nate, if you'd like. Oh, yes. Have both editions. Well, uh, he was <laughs> he was already talking about how he really wanted that. What's really, the, what's the deal oh, yeah. with this brand, Auto? Auto is Kiko Kostadinov's brand, uh, which right. is mm. yeah. Kiko is one of um, a Moran Moran artist who is awesome and has a clothing line that um, I don't know. It's it sells out really quickly, so it's kind of amazing that the wet paint hats already have a secondary market because of the Auto Nine Five Eight. Branding on it. It's oh, one shit. of those types of branding. Well, you know, I got a tax bill coming up in a couple weeks. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, you should clear them out. <laughs> yeah, you, you better declare that. 
Uh, what is going on, Annie? What's happening in your New York City? What's what's going on? Oh, what isn't going on? Um, let's think. Uh, so I just got finished writing the column today. Um, but it is unfortunately not up yet for reasons that I'm sure you're you've been through before. Yeah, if listeners, if you're not aware, Annie is the uh, esteemed journalist who writes the wet paint column in Artnet, a column that I myself used to write. Yeah, which is really fun, and Annie is doing a fabulous job with it, arguably even better than myself. <laughs> it's a me cute. Uh, it's it's a must read every single week, as I think all of our, our listeners know at this point. Um, and so, uh, yeah, what's you can't talk about the column this week, but but how is the I'll, column going in general? Talk, I can talk about the well, column let me, this week let, a little bit. Let me do this as as a fan, and I literally read only kind of religiously two art media things each week, and that would be. Nate and Annie, um, you know, and I'll, I try and catch Katya and uh, uh, what's the other guy who writes for Artnet? Tim, Tim, Tim. Yeah, yeah, Tim's great. Um, but really, you two are the main two, and it's a column that you came over and founded at Artnet in a way, Nate. Yeah, as a, with, as with a, Andrew Goldstein, who's the editor of Artnet. It was kind of a co-idea. Okay, yeah. and it's kind of a roundup of gossip around the art world each week, usually key to one specific story. Um, you had your two specific stories. You had your own take on it, and like you like set it on fire, and like it was a great. I would say part of a great stepping stone onto other things. Annie, when you when you got there, what did the column seem like to you from outside? And then how did you begin to make it your own? Oh my gosh, I was so intimidated when I first got the email to try out. I was like, "There's." I actually remember joking to you one time because this is not the first time I've gotten Nate's old job. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And I was jo- I was joking with you that I don't think I could ever write a gossip column, especially not wet paint, because it seemed so inside baseball. It seemed so risky every week um i'm i don't know i'm a little bit conflict averse so i just like, don't really like to get in fights with people that's changed yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah i mean when i first started i my work was cut out for me like i really needed to figure out what my version was going to be how to do it given my like unique skill set and like what i'm attracted to i guess but um yeah i don't know i i took it in a more visual direction i guess totally I, yeah um what? For, for listeners who don't know, you started like kind of an, an addendum to the column where you give right. one kind of notable like sidecar per, out and about personality uh, a week, a disposable camera. They take their photos, you get them developed, and they kind of caption them with kind of what their week in the art right, world was like. Right, right. Trying to like kind of expand the wet paint universe and like um, let other people give their own two cents on what gossip is happening. Like this week was an awesome one. It was Mar- awesome. Martine Sims. Sims was so good. She talked about her like, she like went on one of those. Um, like shaman experiences where you like lick one of those psychoactive toads and her shaman for it was like Meghan Markle's former stylist. I don't know. There's just like all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff Amazing. in there. Yeah, she Amazing. gets some crazy, crazy <laughs> it's stuff really in, good. In, in, in this week's column. She's in LA. She's going to Oscar parties. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Gotta read it. Right. Okay. That's a, that's a must read. So you added the visual component and yours, I would say, it's still inside baseball, but it's a little bit different. I would say in a productive week, it's less of the kind of like business side of art. I think it, at least for me, he was more to an artist perspective a little bit. True, false, maybe. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, for sure. I think, I think you know, from reading it, it's it's the DNA is very similar to what I was doing, and Annie's just taking it in a direction driven by just the changing art world. I I, I would say it's you know uh, just you sort of adapting with the times. If that makes sense. Um, I would love to say that it was that. Um that much on purpose. I think that I just realized really quickly, like I, when I started, I was trying to completely emulate what you did, like completely just take the voice and just write it in your voice. And then I really realized that 
that wouldn't lend itself to a super long life for me. So I just like decided that I had to, um, yeah, take it under my own wing and like give it my own special sauce. And I think that I, yeah, I do try to lend it to the perspective of artists more often. I've actually never thought about that before, but I do think that's true. What's the process like? So it's a, it's, and this can go to either of you or you both probably had different processes, but it's a, it's a generally a weekly column. Obviously you take some time off. Like, how do you, what's the lead time? Like, how do you get into it? Like how, what's the flow like? Like what's happening on a Monday? Are you already thinking about what's going to be going up Thursday night into Friday morning? Like, are you reaching out to people? Hey, what are you hearing? You shooting the text messages in the Slack? Like what's your kind of work process like? Or are you just on the streets? In well, the I can say right now, I just finished this week's column and I, the first thing I did was I laid out my next next week call or I already have my items for next week pretty much. So I just have it written down and like have written out who I need to reach out to, how I need to confirm it, stuff like that. That took a long time to get to that point. It used to be really, really up to the wire. It still sometimes is, but um, it, it depends week to week. Things fall mm-hmm. through all the time and that's one of the hardest things about the column. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I remember, yeah, like having items that were like ready to go and then they wouldn't really be runnable because it's just like not confirmable and then you have to sort of pivot at the last minute like that happened all the time uh you know you can sort of plan and plan and plan but you're still kind of flying by the seat of your pants just given the nature of the column um and that's kind of what makes it fun because it has the energy uh like embedded in it that like the writing and the format kind of mimics the excitement of the news of the gossip in the column. So I think that's what makes it so addictive to read. Yeah. And I think that that's probably what carried over from your version of the column to mine is that mm. it feels really on the ground. Like both of us yeah. report it by being there. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, that's the, the kind of reporting that like you just can't really fake, you know, like yeah. it's, you know, this is not helicopter shit. You are there at the events, at the openings, at, at everything. And that's really reflected in the writing. And I was trying to do the same thing and it's exhausting, it's, it's, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, because you really need to be, on the ground, eyes and ears. Uh, but that's what people want because, like, you know, that's what good journalism in this field is. It's, like, a very visual medium, right? So you can't really just, like, be calling people in another city. Like, you can't really write about the New York art world from, like, you know, Boise, Idaho. And I've Idaho. tried. I've, like, tried to, like, you know, do the work-from-home thing and just go to Atlanta for a week and hang out. And it reads to me. Like, it reads worse. Like, even just, like, the spotted section. I'm like, I can tell I'm writing it from BFA. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... I yeah, know. I totally did that too, surprises. and people could people could tell. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's all the people that don't get shot from BFA or something that are, end up being the interesting spotteds, right? Right. Yes. Or what are they actually doing? Like, sure, people were there, but like, it's much like the spotted section specifically is way more interesting if you say what they were doing. Or what I read it. About. I read it for the spotted, and I oh, yeah. hate it every time that my name is not in bold. So <laughs> <that's cool>. Noted. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> yeah, it's also definitely true that people read it to see if they're mentioned. Oh, sure. that's so true. Well, it, yeah. it reminds me, and I don't think it has the same uh uh cultural cachet but back in the day like over 15 years ago um art forums seen and heard had this because it was it was a much more frequent would go up like two or three times a week and you'd always be looking for a photo of yourself or maybe that's just about my particular <laughs> psychology but you'd go look who was there mm-hmm. what was i invited to what wasn't i invited to and did did the, the snap that lisa or whoever um Wendy take Wonsky. linda yeah. uh take make it nice in try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was one that I, I really studied when I was like trying to get, I mean, it was, it was such a learning curve to get to know some of the, the industry names, the business names, because mm. yeah, I am more interested in artists, honestly. And so like, I just had to memorize the faces and I used yep. Linda Yablonski a lot. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, totally. What like you said you you've you're, you've been following Nate's footsteps in a couple of jobs now. What did you do just immediately preceding Artnet Wet Paint? Um, well, that job was not what I was doing immediately preceding Artnet. Well, what um, was it? I want to know your background. Who are you? Tell the people. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, I I guess I got my start in media when I was in college working at Vice. Um, it was back when like Vice still had the dregs of a kind of cool company. Um, and they had an art section at the time. And that was when I kind of figured out that I wanted to be a culture beat reporter. I thought I wanted to write about music. It turned out that I really did not want to write about music. Um, tried art and just hit a stride and sank my teeth and didn't let go. Um, that lasted through college. Out of college, I got Nate's old job at Art News, where I worked for about a year and a half and then moved on to garage and then actually the thing that i was doing most recently before what paint was i was working at a gallery i sold one piece of art people do not know let's go (laughs) can you say where um yeah yeah yeah. it's like it was it's a great gallery it just closed larry in the lower side in dime square um becky elmquist gallery i sold a daniel arnold print it was the one time i did it i didn't catch the bug but it was a lot of fun i've never sold a work of art so you have that on me Ellie let me like man her booth at Felix once for like two hours, and I was pretty close. <laughs> really, <laughs> it was pretty close to That's sound so something. But, we'll, but we'll get right back to you, Nate. Yeah, we're definitely considering it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that for you. I love that you got a chance to see how the world operates, even briefly. It was honestly side. really instrumental to me understanding the business too, because like getting to just see how that process went and how much one sale of one piece of art could mean for a small gallery all of a sudden it started clicking why it matters so much what sells when, when before when I was doing like trade publication reporting, it was just sort of nebulous and I don't know. It Mm -hmm. didn't, it didn't really land before that. So it was an important experience for me, honestly. Totally. It hits different once you get like the taste. And like, once you can see that it's like, okay, well that paid the gallery's rent next month, you know, like it's important. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're, I think it's a generational thing. Like, you know, all, like I've never heard of that gallery, you know, all these new spaces. And I think there really is a turn in generation of kind of what you're reporting on. It's like a lot of people I don't know. And I find that valuable, even though it makes me feel a little elderly <laughs> for sure. Um, wh- like what's going on with the scene these days? Like what are the, what are the kind of the hot spots? Um, mm. Like both like in terms of galleries and art and like micro artist scenes around those galleries. Like I kind of like Lomax is kind of like as young as I go really and that's um, a huge one yeah i yeah. like but i know there's a whole ferment beneath that nate knows it a little bit but a little then, bit and then also I, like what, what are the new wa- like what are the new waddling holes like I, I still go to the same places i went to when i was 25 what are those places i mean has it changed that much i mean like lucienne basically and balthazar <laughs> yeah, so, so no it hasn't really changed <laughs> okay, i mean right. like depending on your income level <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, um sure, sure enough i guess like it was really nice to report about the henry street scene because that's where a lot totally. of the new names are coming up um, I just went to an opening at Silka Lindner's place, Jan Gatewood's show. That is a exciting new space. It is. Yeah. Silka used to work at Jack Hanley. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I also went by that show because Jan is, is a friend and it's, it's a, it was a really cool show and, and I didn't make it to the opening, but I heard it was such a scene. Oh, quite um, a scene. You know, and like that, that's exciting to me because it's a new gallery, you know, um, you know, and it's an artist from LA who's never had a solo show here. Um, and so to see a scene coalesce around someone who isn't really exposed to a gallery that is pretty new is very cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's a big one. As far as watering, I'm trying to think of what the new water, I mean, that after party was at the river, which I guess would be the new one, but that. That doesn't feel surprising, right? I don't know if there's like secret ones. No, but I mean that's I mean that's something that didn't exist five years ago. Certainly, yeah. I mean the river is you know only a couple of years old, uh, right? 
I don't think I even went there in my drinking career. Like, you know, so it's like, it's new. It's mm-hmm. fresh. Yeah, it's, it's new. And they have like... Right around the of... corner from where uh, Trump was like in court. I know. Right? Oh, I, was yeah. v- I was very close to like camping out of Dr. Clark just to like... You know, that would like... have been a great spot. I'm surprised I didn't think about that. You, <laughs> you should have totally right done there. that. That's so funny. <laughs> what do they call it? The grave digger coverage? Like finding not the main story, but the story that's right, right adjacent yeah. to it? Just well, like, there was that big one. Did you see this? There yeah, 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 about, yeah, yeah, yeah. The wedding. Yeah, that's. I stole that from a tweet and someone explained what Grave Digger was. <laughs> I'm a journalism nerd, but I ain't that big a journalism nerd. Um, what, thus far, so it's been almost two years you've had the column? Is it that right. long? Fuck, time wow. just keeps on yeah, slipping, slipping, crazy. slipping. A uh, favorite, like two separate questions. They might be the same. Both your favorite story that you're like, this is it. This is a dope wet paint story. I love this. And what got the most feedback or kind of aftershocks? Were they the same or different? Hmm. Um, like there's a big difference between my favorite ones to report. And I think the, my favorite ones that got out there. Um, the most fun I've had writing wet paint was when I went out to the ranch with Max LeVay and Jamie Ann and Shulin and all those. And I did like the, a night out with style. That was fun. Um, yeah, that, that was a, a really fun piece. And I had great photos by Zach Sokol in them. And like, that was just shout like, out Zach. So like, let's be honest. Like that's Zach a super Sokol. fucking fun crew to hang out with. It was a very fun crew. Yeah. And it was just like a great moment. And everybody was really like casual. It just felt casual reporting, but it's also, I mean like Nate, I'm sure you can relate to this. Like, like, partying and also like writing notes down at the same time it's really hard to like keep oh, everybody yeah. like cool <laughs> yeah it's it's a really really stilted way to socialize but mm-hmm. i had a lot of fun anyways yeah i mean sometimes you like duck into the bathroom or something and like write everything down and then get yeah. back but there's no like foolproof way to do it like, there's yeah you know um it's you're really just like that's what you were always doing in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but yeah, that was really fun. We we went out to the ranch. What was that? Two year, two and a half years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. It's 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 really awesome out there. I haven't been back since. I wanted to go for that and couldn't. So right. I, there's some great shows coming up at the ranch this season. Yes, I'm not going to turn this into an unpaid advertisement, but there's some, <laughs> there's some good stuff. Max is Max is in Fuego right now. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of like the ones. I don't think that is like really one that was like talked about though. I guess. The scoop that I got about Micheline Thomas and Raquel Chevermont's yep. profit oh, sharing yeah. was a big one for me. Yeah, that, and I was, that was terrified a, to publish it. That was terrified. a prototypical wet paint. That was a great mm-hmm. story. It mm-hmm. had like all the details. It had the business machinations and about right. people that are very social and out in the world. Right. Yeah. That was kind of like quintessential wet paint. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, forgot, I wasn't thinking of that one, but yeah, that's perfect. Um, what else? Recent ones. Um, I had a lot of fun writing the one about the Adderall shortage and like oh, everybody's yeah. tweaking out because of the Adderall shortage in the art world. That was fun because I, I didn't, I was surprised that nobody's really written about the Adderall shortage, but it's, it was announced by the FDA. It's not, it's not like a trend. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's, it's real. a real it's thing real. In, the, in the creative and white collar classes of New York and other major <laughs> metropolitan cities. The Hamptons is, is hit hard by this crisis. <laughs> that's tragic. Uh, that's been discussed um, amongst my colleagues. Uh, it's yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it was a great story. Yeah. Those were fun. I like doing those ones where I just get to talk to a lot of people, but I think that, the bigger scoops are definitely the ones that live on beyond wet paint and like actually get some airtime after the the weeks after that they get published. Um, getting the scoop that like Harold and Cart left Zwerner was a big one too. Oh yeah. That was a big week. These are all the ones that I, also after, another- after I publish it, I just like hide in a ball in my apartment, have you, my couch. <laughs> you don't have to use any names, but you ever had anyone come up to you? Uh, there was a principal in a story, not just someone to like chat with you about it. Have you ever has that fear that like, oh, my God, that uh, that fear of confrontation or 
not wanting confrontation has actually come to fruition. Um. Hey, Annie, can you, can you talk to me for a second? I have a bone to pick with you. Yeah, there's just someone just being like, yo, what was up with I'm, that column? I'm so sure that's happened, and I'm so sure that I'm blocking it from my memory <laughs> because, like I said, I'm very conflict averse. I really, it's like my least favorite part of the column is like having people get mad at me. Um, not, not that I can think of really because like I try to hash it out before it comes out. Right. That's, that's smart. Um, but I, I, yeah, I know of some people who do not like me and like will not say hello to me, which is fine. That comes with I mind. haven't heard it. I think everyone loves you. Really? Yeah, that's nice. I haven't heard Good it. Good to hear. I factually know it's not true, but <laughs> thank you. Okay. I mean, people don't like us all the time. I was <laughs> yeah, just going through it our comes I- with the ground. I was just going through our iTunes reviews. Man, people are vicious. Really? Oh, those oh. are fun though. They are what fun. What do they say? Sometimes you you Instagram the nasty ones about me, which I, I really appreciate. What do they what say? Which I did both of one one of them came after us for for only after going after female artists and gallerists. And uh, oh. I'm not sure if that's actually accurate. Huh. Yeah, that's not accurate. I don't think so. But, you know, like I'm open to criticism. I think criticism is like, you know. It's an important part of it. I think friction sharpens the knife, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, what else? Where, what, what do you, where do you like to go out when you're not on the art clock? Like, what's your scene? Well, I recently moved to East Village within the last year. Welcome so to that, Manhattan. It's so, it's so good to be here. I will ne- I'm never looking back. Um, so I, I really hang out in the neighborhood now. I, it's hard for me to leave East Village these days. Um, I'm a, I love holiday cocktail lounge. That is like my off the beaten path place that I go when yep. I want to kind of reliably maybe run into somebody, but, but not definitely run into not. somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've when been there in between. so long. I used to go before it changed over when it was like super divey. Yeah. Like it was like a real heads place. I feel yeah. like I played bar trivia there a couple yeah. of times, um, back in the day. Uh, what's your go-to order at Sunny and Annie's? I've never been. Oh, you have to <gasps> oh Annie. Annie. It's oh, I know. A, I mean, your name is Annie, and it's Sunny and Annie's. It's one of the greatest. Uh, I've gotten like a in New York situation there before. That's all I can say. I've you have there. better self control after drinking than I ever did. Then, because like that was like <laughs> I my go to spot. <laughs> um, what, what's your order there? What do you uh, get? It's the one o o one one zero zero one. It's got turkey. It's got coleslaw. Uh, it might have bacon on it sometimes and Swiss cheese. It's kind of Reuben esque, I would mm. say. A little Russian dressing. It's a classic. I used to do some crazy stuff at Sunny and Annie's. I would just like choose a sandwich and then add kimchi to it, and they'd be like, "You don't do that with the sandwich." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't watch care. me. I, like, I'm doing it." Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a classic classic spot. Yeah, I live really close to Veselka, so that's a pretty easy for me to love Veselka. Slip into Veselka late night. Have you been to Superiority Burger yet? Not yet. I'm dying to. I mean, when I tried to go, the line was around the block. Oh, is it? Is that already happening? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I meant to go to one of the previous. I didn't make it, and now it's like officially open. Open. So, who knows? Unbelievable that it's finally open. I know. <laughs> I'm very excited. I was debating tomorrow taking one in the Kinder, like at four thirty, and going to like. I think hang it out. opens at five. opens at five. Yeah, exactly. So go kind of like yeah. mill about it and, and grab one of the first stools. I mean, it looks incredible i mean like i love the odessa space and they cleaned it up and like it's gonna be a fun place just to hang when it chills out a little bit and yeah. i think your mom was just just in town recently what'd you guys do <laughs> yeah she was in town we um so when she was 15 her parents took her to stay at the plaza for her birthday and it was her oh god it was her a birthday it was one of her birthdays <laughs> redacted it was her redacted birthday and so we stayed at the plaza for a night and it was oh, it's fun so fun i mean it was it's just like so like 80s garish like there was like um like a telephone like next to the toilet like 
kind of stuff you, like that. Did you guys order room service? We did. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Because <laughs> ever since showing my children uh, Home, Home Alone, Alone 2, 2 uh, they're obsessed with staying in a hotel, in order, which we've done, but they really want to order room service. And I'm like, no, it's like not it's how we roll. really, really <laughs> special. It's yeah. so expensive, but they do the whole thing with like the big silver the dome. Trays. Yeah. I might have to break down and do yeah, it. Yeah. My mom, when she was 15... Um, she tried to her and her she went with like her best friend and she, they tried to order Tom Collins's to the room and the guy was like could tell that they were too young so like we ordered Tom Collins's to the, it was really cute oh I used to I used to always pull that hustle when I was not quite <laughs> the like, room, room service was a was a soft spot like they, they they never quite knew what to do yeah the restaurant that I took my mom to that I think every New Yorker should go to is Bonnie's Bonnie's my spot. I don't know Bonnie's it's in Williamsburg right mm-hmm. yeah I've mm-hmm. heard a lot about it haven't been it's supposed to be incredible it's so 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 good yeah it's one of the um Oh my God, what is that place? Uh, Winsun, former chefs, opened it. It's Cantonese American. What am I ordering if I go to Bonnie's? Ooh, um, I love... They, they have an MSG martini that I've always been very intrigued by. It's like it's... a salty martini. Oh, yes. Know? Oh, yeah. yes. I know, it sounds really fun, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very MSG-y, which I love. It, it's really good. I, I like that. They have this like um, wontons and brodo, so it's kind of like... Yeah, just like a soup of wonton. Just like a wonton soup, but using a classical kind of Italian. Exactly, uh, yeah. I'm like not a super big food person, which is kind of embarrassing, but my best friend works at the Times Food Desk, so I just kind of hitch myself to her wagon and let her take me around. That seems kind of wasted on you, Jesus. I know, I know. Yeah, it's really kind of tragic. I'm very spoiled by this. Where else are you like going out? Like, Like, that's what I want to know, because like I'm not really going out as much as I used to, and like... I guess, yeah, like, what's, like, a typical week or weekend or something? I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, like, it's starting to change now that the weather's so nice. I feel like it is really starting to shift away from Dime Square. Like, Ooh, it's always, okay. been, it's always been threatened, and, like, it never really happened, but I do kind of think that the times are changing. It's moving westward. Westward. Yeah. Okay. Is that correct towards financial district? Like, this evening Southwest, I'll be going to the seaport yeah. like or like right. I'm always at the river Dr. Clark um there's all those bars over there and then I just think that um now that I live in the East Village and I see how much of a scene there is there I love Sophie's and I just go to Sophie's I mean Sophie's time. is like the best yeah I mean you're talking to two Manhattan. people who I think you know I mean like deep, 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 deep love either of you I'm sure I mean it's just you know it's the best bar mm-hmm. and Sophie's is the best like it's just Right, there's no question. It's where everyone knows your name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a really important bar. I'll yeah. say that much. Best, it's really hard at that level. You know, there was a Twitter thread maybe last year at this time with us all listing our like top ten favorite bars from around the world. Mm-hmm. Sophie's made multiple appearances. It made, it on made a lot of lists. lists. Yeah, it's a really special place. Like, um, and like when the Diamond Square thing was happening, like I would go into Sophie sometimes and be like, yeah, this is this is better. Yeah. You know? Oh, totally. Totally. Do you, so you really you're just dad mode these days. Oh yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. Is is Clando is Clando done? It's not uh, done, but it's just not like. I mean, like it's just so crowded. Yeah, like, every time that I was the to problem. About like getting a drink, and I suggest Clando. They're like, oh, it, we can't go there. It just like yeah, I got co opted by like the TikTok crowd. Like I right. feel like Servos oh, totally really? transformed, and then the Servos like runoff goes to Clandestino. Like I'd prefer. I honestly at this point prefer to go to La Dive than Clandestino. Hot take. Wow, it's a hot take. I mean, love love the clandestino guys. They're they're fam. Oh yeah, and it seems like they're they're you know getting their bag. Yeah, they, yeah, hundred you know? percent. They're not like, fumbling. There's no fumbling going on. No, no, it's like it's always jam packed. They're just slinging drinks. So like you know, happy for them. You know, but if I just you know can't find a seat, I'm not gonna go there. You know, it's like yeah, it felt like it kind of lost some of its like frat 
party for like a certain set vibe and now it's that that moment in history passed like yeah, you know and, as, and new yeah. york is constantly reinventing itself. I, I i say uh, this and i was there earlier this week so like i can't really <laughs> say i don't go <laughs> um, are, are you doing the gala the gala oh i've been doing the gala season for sure what'd you do this week I went to the CCS Bard Gala. Oh, how which was, was that? Great. It was a great one. Honoring the next curator of the Venice Biennale. Mm-hmm. Adriana Pedrosa. Mm-hmm. Great speech. Um, the the president of Bard of CCS Bard gave one of the most like phenomenal phenomenal speeches I've ever heard at a gala. That's cool. Yeah. Really, really moving. Like I was taking notes. I never do that. <laughs> Just pre- for myself. Was it the president of Bard or of, of CCS? I think it was the president of Bard. He's okay. been the president of Bard for like maybe 40 years or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's a time. very important avant-garde musician. He's a character. I'm blanking his name right now, but there's Me a great too. profile of him in The New Yorker oh, uh, really? written by Alice Gregory. Yeah, I believe uh, he, so pl- he specialized in playing listeners. the prepared piano, as I recall. Uh-huh. Um, what does that mean? You fuck with the... You put like pennies and shit on the strings then play oh. it. Huh. Yeah, cool guy. He's super cool guy. Cool guy. I, I, I've, I've, I've attended various speeches of his over the years in different guises. Um, yeah, yeah uh, that, that's what I heard. People were saying that like he's known for giving really like emphatic speeches, and yeah. he did that, and I, I love that kind that's of thing. Okay. That's great. Okay. I was at Bard this weekend, actually. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There was a opening. Opening. Of, yeah. yeah. Okay. Lo- As always, I've lo- never been. Love some Bard. You know, like I don't think like my my daughter will go there, <laughs> but um, you know, if she wants to, sure. Yeah, I mean, too soon to tell, right? Yeah, I guess has she started finger painting? Uh, not quite yet. <laughs> she started. She's um, not even one yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, advanced, yes, but let's not. Uh, you know, let's slow the roll. Um, are you going to do any traveling this year, like art work, art related traveling? I'll be in Dallas, which I'm really looking forward Dallas. to because I love Dallas. We'll be in Dallas. Oh, really? Nice. Oh, yeah. may, may, I'm still on the. I may have to go, but I don't know yet. Just yeah. for, just for a night. I love it. I love, love Dallas. Dallas. I mean, you know, we've given Dallas so much love. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in Dallas in my life, like more than more than a Yankee ever ever should. <laughs> I know, it, like it's it's shocking how much time we spend in Dallas. One of my favorite cities in the world. But, yeah, you know, it's great. Just, but we, uh, it's just like for you know a big city in Texas. For somehow I'm there four times a year. Like really, it seems like it. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. just got back from Atlanta on a press trip because they had the big UTA Fine Arts That's opening right. there. Yep. Ta- let's talk about that because that I'd love to really talk cool. about that. And and I know that you, as an Atlanta native, you got some hometown pride. Exactly, I have a ton of hometown pride and a lot of knowledge that like the um, art scene in Atlanta is not anything at all. But I think that that is starting to change. And wait, did you guys know that why why that exists is because or why it doesn't exist there is because in the sixties. All of the board of the high, or most members of the board of the high, were on a trip. You know what I'm talking about. I, I, yes, I, I, I know because I went to the High Museum a year and a half ago, and they have some literature about it. Uh, they were all on a, a trip, and, the, and the, the plane crashed. And they all died. Yeah. So like, there was just this like really stunted beginning to um, what could have been the contemporary art scene in Atlanta. I didn't know that story. Mm-hmm. That's crazy and sad. Yeah, yeah it's very sad. Um, so, what was, so what was this trip like? What, what's U, what was UTA doing down there? So UTA opened their permanent space there. They've been doing pop-up shows for a while, and it's Lonnie Holly, who's one of my favorite artists of all time. Oh, I yeah. love Lonnie Holly. He's doing a wet paint in the wild. I'm really excited about it. That's cool. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a show of his paintings, um, which I had was not really familiar with. Um, but the opening was such a big party. I've never seen Atlanta show up like that before. Stacey Abrams was there. The mayor was there. One of the girls from Destiny's Child was there. They were like what? playing Outcast all night. It was usher like really early 2000s atlanta vibe and like people were truly actually dancing uh, it was so much fun and it was just the potential there abounds and i am excited for atlanta and i think it well it's kind of a shame because i'm i'm actually writing a story about this hopefully it'll come out soon but um like just about how 
like Hollywood came to Atlanta because of the right. like the film tax incentive write-offs, mm-hmm. whatever. And um, that's pretty much why art exists there now. It's kind of like how tech changed Austin, Texas. Hollywood is really changing Atlanta. And that's, yeah, it's UTA. So Interesting. It's an oh, interesting story. That's a smart take. That's yeah. a super smart it's take. A very smart take. I, I, I just interviewed Owen Wilson um, mm. for a column that dropped today, actually. And he is filming Loki, and, and that's in Atlanta. Huh. You know, um, and he's down in Atlanta a lot. And so he was talking about the High Museum. He loves the High Museum. Really? What did he say about the High Museum? He just said he went. He just said it's cool. Before we all leave and go click on both of your articles, Nate, because um, we didn't get to this before, what's like? What was the one like key takeaway? Like, what was Owen Wilson's best anecdote? Like, what did he? What, did, what you know? Give us, give us something to, to make us make us type in the Vanity Fair and figure out how to log into that cursed website. <laughs> well, he had a lot of fun stories about like. His friendship with Tony Shafrazi, which I've always found fascinating. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like how they met, how like he met his parents and stuff, and that's really fun. Um, talks about like you know getting Peter Brandt to produce like some movies, which is cool because uh, that's a little known thing that Peter does. He's produced a few movies now though. Um, and I, what I found most fascinating is just like his parents, like they were uh, really important members of the arts community in Dallas. Um, and you know Dallas again, but you know I did not know that. Mm-hmm. His father uh, ran a TV station, was also an advisor to the Eamon Carter Museum in Fort Worth. His mother was um, an assistant to Richard Avedon when he was going around the country uh, taking pictures for uh, a number of series, and then was a photographer herself who went on to have shows at places like the Harry Ransom Center in Austin and the Eamon Carter in Fort Worth. Um, and is in the National Cowgirl Hall of Fame. Whoa! Um, All sorts and, of shit I didn't and so expect to hear. His parents were really cool, and like that's just not something that I was really aware of. But he grew up in the arts to some extent. He went to Marfo with his mom, met Judd. Like you know, like he's he's a real head. I've seen both Wilson brothers at Pace before on different at different there we, times. There we yeah. go. At different times. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Yeah, um, exactly. It's a cultured family. Nate, do you know that I took Annie to a Barry's boot camp? Wow. That's it was pretty fun. hardcore. She she held up okay. That's great. I, I've been I got, twice I since. Ah, that's what I like to hear. They should yeah. they should cut me a check. They You'll should. get me eventually, Benjamin. Uh, and I got an awesome new wet paint hat for that. I think we've discussed that. That's a nice that. trade. We've discussed that. All right, that's all I got. It's the end of the day. Annie, thanks for coming on the pod. This was an all timer. I think Thank you. Nate and I are both big fans of what you're doing with the call. So thank you so much for coming by. Thank that's you for it. having me. Go to Ow. Sweet.